Welcome back, Ag Watchers, to another episode. Myself, Andrew Whitelaw, and Matt Zalgleish. Matt, you're looking a bit thinner. Lost a lost a fair bit of weight, mate, up in the north there. Very, very hot for us southerners uh, up in Rockhampton. Um, so, you know, just sweated it out. I think it's not so much weight loss than uh, loss of fluid. Yeah, it was a, we've, we've all come back with uh, looking a bit different. I came back after getting a bit of an injury. Still struggling to feel my fingertips after getting hit by a fishing lure. I expected yeah, it was... I, I thought it might be a risk getting hit with a bullock or something, but not a fishing lure. Mm, there were a lot of bullocks um, around the place, pretty healthy looking bullocks, those fellas. Those fellas. But yeah, so I'm managing to recover from that injury of getting speared by a, a fishing hook in the arm. That's right. One of the uh, elders real estate staff nearly could have taken an eye out with that fishing lure, throwing <laughs> it around the, the house we were staying in. Health and safety. Health and yeah. safety. But no, it's uh, it's on the mend now, so I should be should be back to full full fighting form in, in the next couple of days. We won't mention his name, that Mark McNamee. We won't. We won't mention oh. Mark's name. Oh, oh no. damn! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. So what what did you think of it? I thought it was, like I didn't really have. I'm I'm a grains guy, so beef, and we were just there to sort of network really to an extent. But I thought it was really good. It's a great, great event. When you said what I think of it, I thought you meant the actual attack that, that was um, put upon you by the fishing lure. But um, you meant the actual beef week event. I've been obviously before. It's a, it's always it's a highlight of the beef uh, the beef calendar really. Um, and uh, and yeah, really good chance, like you said, to catch up with a lot of people that we enjoy seeing and ha- don't get the chance to see as often. So and we managed to get around and see a heap of people. So that was really good. Um, it seemed, seemed like I don't got a. Well, we've gone to a lot of those sort of things in the past, but it's felt less like a trade show or less like a field day and more like a festival, really, and almost a celebration of beef. With the prices where they are, mate, <clears throat> and, 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 and obviously the season very good across the sea, uh, eastern seaboard, that um, it, it couldn't be anything other than a celebration. It looked like people that had, um, you know, had, had very positive attitude and outlook and, um, and you know, enjoying those good cattle prices we've been seeing. But it was it was good though. Like the uh, only thing I would say is I, I came back and I thought like I don't want to eat another bit of beef for the next couple of days because I think that's about all we had. And I remember once when we went to lunch, I think the, the highlight of the food was possibly the auctions plus. We had we had lunch with auctions plus at the uh, yeah. But yeah, Matt, right. we'll do a bit of name dropping, but we're with with the auctions plus MLA and uh, Rabobank guys for for mm. lunch, and that was that was really good with. Celebrity chef Matt Moran. I'm That's told. Right. I'm told he's a celebrity, but I don't. I don't watch TV, so. Uh, yes. But that was good, and and the second highlight was actually like one point during the time I just got this rumbling in my tummy, and uh, you know jumped off to get some of that cleavers meats, uh, steak and gravy roll, and I just don't think you can go past a, a steak and gravy roll when when you've got a chance when you've got a rumbling in the tummy. <laughs> exactly right, and uh, it cleavers meat or. An organic brand. I know a, a greenie such as yourself, Andrew, that's very, very um, concerned about the environment. You're also, you know, a big consumer of organic product. I am. Here I am. Organic beer all the time. So mm. I, I, I did notify, notice a severe lack of, of, of vegan choices, though, and, and vegetarian choices. No, that's that's incorrect. At the MLA night, we're at the, the cocktail night um, on the Wednesday night. There's a, a vegan choice for the uh, end of the End of the uh, session, we had some lovely chocolate cake from um, from Chef Sam Burke. 
I don't know if that was actually vegan though, was it? Because it would have dairy. Oh yeah. Oh well, it's vegetarian. But vegetarian, yeah. Yeah. Close enough. I think that's about all you'd be surviving on for the week. But no, it was good. Good to catch up and, and we can name drop a few people. It was good to catch up with Jillian Fennell, mm-hmm. Kerry Lonergan. Oh, big, the big man was there. Was, there's so many to mention, mate. There's so many we saw that uh, was good. I, I don't, don't want to go just, through and list them all because we might miss someone. Just just too hot. That's the only thing. And, uh, and I'm, back, I'm back up in the north of Queensland next week, mate. It's just gonna... There's a lot of comments, though, on one of the days. I got a lot of comments saying Matt looks a bit dusty. He's he's had a few too many, but I think it was just the heat, wasn't it? It was. It was. Just, it was the heat and that particular comment, which I think came from someone down south. It's a bit of a shit stirrer um, on Twitter. Another one of those social media bullies, you know. Um, I wasn't dusty at all. Keep, I was keep, just... keep, he's a keyboard warrior. He wouldn't say in, the, he wouldn't say in yeah. person. No, um, that was um, that was about nine thirty in the morning, I think, when I caught up with Kerry uh, there. And um, as those that know me would would kind of attest, um, pre eleven o'clock, I'm I'm usually pretty average looking, just because I'm not a morning person. So um... yeah, pretty average looking most of the time, mate. Sorry to tell you, <laughs> but doesn't matter <laughs> what time of day it is. You're not a Adonis. It was a good event, and it's great to be back um, in um, in the cooler climate, though, just to um, recover a little bit before I'm back there. I'm, I'm back up Longreach next week, Andrew, to the Longreach show and to present on sheep and wool and cattle and goat marts. You're going to be a grow queue. You're going to be a local soon. You wear a big Stetson and pair those Ariat boots, and you'll be you'll be sorted. I don't. So, I got I've got shit canned. Speaking of Gillian Fennell, I got shit canned by her and Mark Fennell for wearing a leather hat. They're calling me a cowboy from the US, but um, you did look like a cowboy. But I walked far <laughs> enough away so that people didn't think I was with you, because uh, I looked like a not the real deal, like a proper farmer. Well, with, your cro- with your Crocs and your kilt on. Crocs and my kilt on. That's fit. That's no, nobody took the piss then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, let's jump into it and have a bit of what's happening in the markets. We've, we've been away, but we still managed to, just our, our two-man team, we still managed to pump out a huge amount of, you know, analysis because that's our that's our passion. So what's happening in uh, in beef? Export numbers. Well, we're doing? lucky. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky to have some export numbers out, but we did manage to push out some articles. For those who are watching closely, they would have seen the beef article came out at 1.30 in the morning. At 1.30 in the morning, uh, one, one day there. So we were, we were kind of burning the handle at both ends. Um, so beef numbers, the big, the big surprise there with the beef exports uh, was that um, South Korea has moved, for, in terms of market share, they've moved from, uh, usually they sit around fourth spot, um, up to second spot. So that the first, uh, first time ever, that flows to South Korea from Australia of beef um, in terms of market share at second spot. And that's partially because we saw a, a bit of a downturn in flows to China. They were off about 28% for the month of April. Um, and we have been seeing all of this season, um, the US flows have been you know, hovering around that 50% of normal. I think they're currently around 45% of below normal. Um, so um, with the US and China a little bit out of the picture, South Korea, had managed to um, to kind of take second spot so far this year for flows, which is a really interesting one. What, um, sheep- what, what about other countries? You know, like Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam? Um, oh, look, to be honest with you, once you get outside the, the big four um, of Japan, um, China, US and South Korea, um, I mean, that, that, that's the bulk of the export market. Um, you can look at those other little ones. Um, the, you know, the, I just lump them all together as the other countries 
um, because individually they're probably not that significant. Um, F- and, Philippines would be big, significant. Uh, yeah, no, big. no, no, they're about three or four percent of the of the flow on any given year. So, you know, you're really lumping them together with other countries um, to to kind of look and see what the rest of the world is doing, other than the big four. That's what I do anyway. So it's so it's irrelevant anyway. Really, you could argue. A bit like saying grain grain trade from Australia to Burkina Faso is you know up five hundred percent, but you know up from two bags to you know. 60 bags yeah half a container to a full container so something like that something like oh, well. and so for sheep sheep and mutton um they uh they uh, uh, export wise again it was a bit of a story around china um uh the lamb the lamb jobs um come off a little bit in terms of flows to china but um the us is still going pretty strong so that's meant that um looking at total total numbers they're only a little bit below average um and, and for, yeah for mutton that's that's kind of um been tracking on the lower end of normal for most of this year so there's no real changes there that the big kind of um the big upset was what was happening in the beef space what about um you know did you have a, t- a chance at all mate to look and see what, what was happening in the grain market while you're just surrounded by all those you know very very there were, there were, to, to, to be fair there was a couple of grains people up there uh, i've got a feeling that there might have been some very sort of I don't know how you managed to, if you're working in the grains industry, to get an excuse to get up there. It must be some very, very long bows pulled to get up there. Uh, but not, uh, we spent a bit of time looking at grain, probably not as much as I normally look at. I still think one of the big things is that we're coming into new crop uh, and we're still riding it quite a big discount, which is uh, to, to overseas values. Uh, so that's something that's continuing, which is probably still a sign that uh, the trade thinks that the crop's going to be a decent size, decent scale. Uh, so that's one thing to keep an eye on about whether it's worthwhile, you know, instead of locking in your flat price, just locking in your futures. Uh, the other one is is canola just continues its, its you know, stratospheric rise, its upward trajectory in pricing. And, and you know, if we just look at it, it's quite crazy. Like the last month, you're really talking about $100 a tonne uh, up on the start of last month, start of April, uh, to to the average of this week, and we've seen a little bit of a of a creep down in our premium versus the rest of the world, uh, or our basis versus the rest of the world. Um, and I did do a little bit of an analysis, which I haven't actually released yet, so it's first time publicly on this on on this podcast. But I, I noticed that a good good friend of the podcast, uh, May Connolly, had put out that there was must be a link between the D's wins and, and canola. Uh, the, you know, D, so, the D's being the Melbourne Football Club in AFL. That's very good, Matt. I didn't think you'd get that, seeing as I'm more of an AFL fan than you. <laughs> uh, but when we look at it, if you look at the uh, the number of goals scored by the D's on a weekly basis versus the canola price, uh, there's a correlation between that and the uh, between the two of about 0.6. So yeah, maybe she's got something there. So maybe or maybe. maybe Maybe it's a good example of correlation not being causation. Nah, can't be right. Can't be right. So, so we'll see what happens this weekend. I think the D's are playing, and uh, that might give us a bit of a, a precursor for what what the price action is on Monday, Tuesday. So, so that's one. And the other one is I've got a bit of wood uh, t- today. Um, a lot of talk just now in the markets with a lot of people we talk about with uh, with a lumber, mm. and so I thought I'd branch out. And uh, t- <laughs> yeah, take a take a take a take a leaf out of somebody else's book. Mm, mm. 
and uh, look at look at a bit of lumber, and and look we're we're looking at fencing for our farm as well, Matt. And I'm pretty sure that's cost us a bit more than we had expected. Uh, mm. But the lumber market has gone absolutely through the roof. And uh, these are glo the global global values you're talking about. Yeah, and that's flowing through to Australian values as well. Mm. So we're talking like 385 percent higher mm. than a long term average mm. uh, for May so far. Uh, what I find most interesting about it is the fact that, you know, just, I don't know if you know this, Matt, uh, but my grandfather was very high up in the forestry commission in the UK. So, you know, forestry and, and wood is in my veins mm. uh, and a bit of fish and lure as well, but, um, <laughs> but that will come out eventually, but you got that, but also, also a lot of my family are in the building trade. Uh, and actually I'm probably one of the few people to not go into a, a you know, a practical position. Uh, but it's a huge amount of, of if you're building a house, lumber's a huge cost. And you'll know that having mm. built built many houses in your in your time. Mm. The uh, good thing is though, and you know, me being a greenie, Andrew, when you're using that sustainably sourced timber, um, you know, you can build houses using that with a good degree of comfort that you're actually doing it and using a, a sustainable, you know, recyclable product. So that always makes me happy when I'm doing yeah, one of these mini I, houses I, I, that I've built. I, I, I couldn't care as long as it's it's the price that I'm looking at. I can't see it. It's behind a wall. But 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 the cost of building a house is now huge, as has hugely increased. And we're starting to find that a lot of houses are uh, a lot of people are falling back and saying, look, now with new quotes coming through with new quotes for timber, they're having to pull back from actually making those purchases. So it's pricing people out of the market. But then, like from an agricultural point of view, like people listening probably think, what? why are we talking about lumber but you know a lot of investment in recent years and in, in shearing sheds and new fencing mm. and, and whatnot oh know. well you know some of these cropping guys that have decided to jump back in on the livestock bandwagon now having to put up all these new fencing fences there oh. around their uh, around the oh. cropping zones oh, all two of them mm. uh, but but in see but in all seriousness and, and as we like to say we we are actually quite serious people um, it's most likely that this we're we're not jumped up from you know two hundred dollars to sixteen hundred dollars, and it's not sixteen hundred dollars is not the new norm for, mm. for for lumber futures. It will come back down, and so maybe it's time to hold off on that investment for for, for a while, mm. or, or 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 use less less wood, you know, because mm. look, I think the if if you were to analyze this market to find another time when wood was this expensive you'd actually have to be analyzing tree rings now. That's oh, how really? high it is. Right, going back that far. Yeah, it's, it's, it's barking mad. And um, and yeah, so I think... Uh, <laughs> Could you describe it? Could you describe it, the movement um, we've seen now with this big kind of rally in lumber prices? I mean, if you go back to, say, the 2020 period through the early part, first half of the year, it pretty much was in a bit of a slumber. It wasn't a slumber, yeah. Um, but anyway, okie dokie, mm. we, we should move on. Because uh, we uh, we've probably covered this enough. And uh, But it's good to actually to analyze some, uh, some, some different markets every now and then because sometimes it spruces up your, uh, your skill set. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything's pretty positive in, in, in the grains, um, apart from... You know, forestry is very positive. And uh, yeah, we've got a big announcement as well. Uh, a few weeks ago, 
uh, Ag Watchers, we spoke, I think we spoke, I can't really remember most of our podcasts, to be honest, but I think we had mentioned, whether it was on a podcast or whether it was privately mm. between you, we mm. mentioned about doing a live uh, a live podcast, getting, yep. you know, get it on Zoom and pulling people across and uh, mm-hmm. and and having questions, which which would mean, as, as Sam West pointed out, that we might have to actually pay for the premium version, not the Povo version of, of Zoom. But, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're creatives. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not doing this for a, for, for a crust, but we got approached today and we'll be doing our first live performance in, in a couple of months, but on stage. We'll have to wear our stage clothes instead of our podcast clothes. You know, probably put, well, some pan- put some pants on, Andrew. Might have to put a top on, you know, and put some trousers on and, you know. Not, not you, just, just wear got, crocs. Um, have you got but we, it? But any, we, we, we can't release the details yet, Matt. Remember, you know. No, I'm not. No, no. But, but, but I was wondering because we want to keep we want to keep some anticipation for the next episodes because we'll mm. announce it on the next episode or probably mm. on Twitter before then. Have you got a suitable top you could wear? I mean, I know the top you wore up at um at Rockhampton got badly damaged by that previously mentioned fishing lure that tore the. Well, it was actually because it was on an evening where we were sitting in the house and I was wearing my favourite, my favourite Scottish football team away top, limited edition. And that's now ripped to pieces. So that lure went straight through that. So that's, that's gone. You know, it's it's, it's like, it's not worth much, like monetary wise, you know, it's sentimental, obviously. Yeah, probably probably passed down from your grandfather the last time Scotland won anything in, in, in soccer football. Exactly. It's 150 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is ripped. You know, you know, that is that is what happens, you know. If you stand in the way of a rampaging fisherman, that's what's gonna happen. Mm. But no, we, that that'll be good to sort of announce that we'll be doing that and that that'll be a bit of fun. Um we, that we got approached to do a bit of a an uh, you know, a commodity conversation, sort of, with somebody in 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 the real world. That's it. Might uh, you know, might kind of roll into a ongoing live performances every now and then, Andrew. Um, you know, that'd be exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Right. Oh, I'm gonna make like a tree and leave. <laughs> so, so, if you like the podcast, I've actually got to pick up the little ones. So I must leave. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends and family. If you want to come on the podcast, uh, give us a shout. We have got a whole bunch of people that are due to come on in the coming weeks uh, that we met up with at Beef Week and around the place uh, of uh, of all sorts of industries and all sorts of persuasions. And it will be good to sort of uh, get their viewpoints because our aim is to have as many diverse opinions as possible, whether, whether they're opinions that people like or don't like. So... So, yeah, that's us for this week. Sounds good. See you when you've got nothing on, mate. Ciao for now.